Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Then Podcast. Today's solo episode is going to be diving into a conversation around alcohol, my relationship with alcohol, how that impacts socialization, friendships, dating, and all the things. This is a topic I'm actually really excited to explore here because I've been getting more and more questions about it on social media, which I really love to see. I love to see that so many people are starting to really reflect on their own relationship with alcohol and maybe pursuing having a healthier relationship with it, pursuing sober curiosity, drinking less, stopping drinking altogether. And what that looks like for each individual will be very different from person to person, but I always think it's a wonderful thing when we can be really mindful of our relationship to anything in our lives, especially substances that can have the potential to be addictive, that can cause us to numb out, that can ultimately lead to potentially unhealthy patterns in our lives. So I wanted to start first by exploring what my own relationship with alcohol has looked like over the years. And I'm going to talk a lot about how that has shown up, uh, like I said, in particular in friendships and in dating, my romantic relationships, uh, because I think that those are the two areas where people are often most concerned about the impact of, of not drinking that it might have. Like if they don't drink, then what are their friends going to think of them? Are they not going to get invited out as much? Is it going to be harder to date? Are people going to think they're weird? or awkward? Is it just going to feel more socially awkward because you don't have that, you know, social lubricant to, to make you feel a little bit more uninhibited and, and easier to flirt, easier to dance, all the things. So those are all really valid and important questions. And again, it'll look different from person to person, but I just want to share my personal experience with it because over the last few years, I've actually had a lot of fun leaning into alcohol alternatives and being really kind of overt and outspoken about the fact that I don't drink at all anymore. But before we get there, let's go back to the start. So I don't drink at all now, but I used to drink. Um, I will say that alcohol has never really been my favorite thing. I've never enjoyed the taste of it. Like I don't enjoy the taste of wine or beer, maybe a mixed drink uh, if it doesn't taste too much like alcohol. So I, I was definitely always that girl to go for more of the fruity drink kind of thing. But in high school and in college a bit, I definitely drank socially because that was just like the thing you did. You would go to parties and other kids were drinking and you wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in. So I experimented with it. And uh, I wouldn't say that I was a binge drinker by any means. I didn't party all the time or drink all the time. Um, I can definitely count on one hand the number of times that I got out of control with alcohol and, and drank too much or got sick from it or blacked out. Um, it's definitely less than five times that that happened. And the couple times that it did, it, it really stood out to me as like, I do not enjoy how this feels. I don't want to be this person. I don't want to do this again. So for those reasons, you know, one, I don't really enjoy the taste of alcohol. Two, I'm noticing that I really don't like how it makes me feel. I started to shy away from it more and more. And I realized that while I was totally cool with other people drinking around me, I just didn't love 
drinking or being drunk or the aftermath the next day because I tended to always have some sort of hangover. Even if I only had a couple drinks, my body really would feel the effects of that with like a headache or feeling tired, fatigued. Maybe that's just a product of staying out later. Maybe it's a combination of, of all the things. So there were definitely... Uh, chapters in my life, college being one of them, where I kind of became known as more of like the designated driver (laughs) kind of person. Um, And I would still drink uh, on occasion, but for the most part, I kept it pretty tame in college. I feel like I got a lot of it out of my system in high school and realized like, I don't really enjoy this very much. It doesn't taste good. doesn't feel good. So I'm just going to see if I can have fun without it. And um, college was a pretty kind of nice balance for me. I didn't go to a big crazy party school, so it was relatively easy to not be drinking all the time. And most of the friends that I had were really cool and accepting of the fact that um, drinking wasn't really my thing. Um, And then (laughs) I graduated college and starting to explore the real world, there were definitely some new challenges, some new adventures, (laughs) some new um, nuances to my relationship with alcohol. And a big part of that came in the form of my love life and dating. I feel like by that point, I had gotten to a point in my life where it was pretty easy to to resist any peer pressure socially to drink around friends or like if we would go out to a bar or restaurant, something like that, if I wanted to just have one drink to have something in my hand, that would be fine. That would be no big deal. But when it came to dating, I found myself going on dates with people or starting to develop feelings or crushes for people who did drink a lot and had a different relationship to alcohol than me. And because of some of the unhealthy relationship patterns I was dealing with at the time, uh, like disorganized attachment style, um, codependency, lots of people pleasing, lots of unaddressed self-worth issues and insecurities that made me kind of want to do anything to get somebody to choose me, to like me, to want to be with me. That was a different form of peer pressure that I had never really experienced before. It was this sense of like, I just want to appear cool in their eyes. I want to feel like that chill girl who goes with the flow and can keep up with their lifestyle and their drinking because if I can do that, then they will want to spend more time with me and then they'll want to be with me. And there were a couple relationships in particular where I just started to notice this got me into into some trouble, into some deep water, not like actual legal trouble or anything like that, but just this sense of disconnection from myself. I found myself showing up in ways in these relationships over time that were really out of integrity with my core values, with who I really was, with what I really wanted, and honestly, with the type of partner that I wanted to be with. But I was willing to overlook that because there was this like deep innate need in me to feel chosen by a partner romantically. And even though if I was really honest with myself at the time, I would have identified, I don't actually want to be with somebody who parties all the time because I'm not a partier. I don't love staying out late a lot. I'm kind of a homebody and I don't want to be with somebody who has an unhealthy relationship with alcohol because I grew up with alcoholism in my family and I've seen the really harmful repercussions of that and I don't want to have to deal with that in a, in a partner, in a potential marriage, somebody that I'm building a family with. If I was really honest with myself, 
I would have seen those as red flags and an invitation to walk away. But at the time, I hadn't really done that level of inner work on myself, so I didn't see them as red flags or invitations to walk away. I saw them as invitations to try harder to make myself into somebody that they would want to be with, that would fit the mold of what I thought they were looking for. And so, yeah, I was drinking a lot more. I would drink every time we'd go on dates and not just one or two drinks, but enough that like I would really feel hungover the next day, uh, enough that I would get into positions where I felt like I was making questionable choices, again, choices that weren't aligned with my morals or my core values. And you know, I was in my 20s at the time, mid, early to mid 20s, um, maybe even into later 20s. <laughs> and so it wasn't all that big of a deal. Like if I look back on it, I'm able to, I, I don't look back on that chapter or that era with regret and say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm able to look back and say, oh, that was a really great learning opportunity. It, it taught me what was actually important to me. And it taught me what my kind of true north in my compass was and how it feels when I stray from that. So it was actually really valuable, useful information. And I remember the last relationship that I was in, I was about kind of 26 to 28 at the time when same thing, this guy had a relationship with alcohol such that he drank pretty much every day, like when the workday was over, he'd start with happy hour and then have drinks at dinner and then um, cocktails before bed kind of thing. It was a really big part of his lifestyle. And this is when I was moving to New York as well. And I felt like, oh, cool. This is kind of just what you do to fit in here. <clears throat> but pretty quickly, I started to remember that lesson I had learned of like, you know what? I don't feel great when I drink. I don't like alcohol. Why am I acting? Why am I still doing this? Why am I making choices that are out of alignment with me? And no judgment for people who do enjoy drinking and alcohol. Like he loved it and he had a relationship with it that made him feel happy and that's awesome. And so I finally started to say within that relationship, you know what? I don't want to be drinking as much as I am. Like when we go out, I don't want to drink every time or I'll just try one drink if there's a cocktail on the menu that looks really good to me, but I might not even finish it. And I started to play around with the boundaries of how does that feel to speak my truth, to own a part of me that previously felt really uncomfortable and hard to own because I was afraid of being rejected. I was afraid of being abandoned. And ultimately, this guy at that time wasn't a, a long-term potential. He wasn't somebody that I was going to end up with anyways, but it was still interesting for me to see how did that feel to, to practice upholding those boundaries in an area of my life where it was really, really difficult for me to uphold them in the past. And although it felt uncomfortable at first because it wasn't necessarily what he wanted and I just had to be okay with him having a different preference, a different desire than me and um, sort of agree to disagree type situation, it was ultimately really empowering because it made me realize, okay, cool, so actually I can date and not drink. I can remain in alignment with what's true for me and still have a good time with other people around me. And if the people that I'm with don't support that, can't have a good time if I'm not drinking, then those just aren't my people. I finally got willing to accept that 
you know, we're not for everyone. Everyone's not for us. And to be okay with the people who can't respect or honor your boundaries, just not being your people. So after that, I decided that every new romantic dating interaction I went into, I would go into with the intention of sharing the fact that I am not a big drinker. And at that time I was still like, I guess I would say very, very casually drinking. Like if I was at a friend's wedding, I'd have champagne to toast every once in a while I'd have a drink, but it was, it was pretty rare, like a handful of times in a year, maybe. And then when the pandemic hit, and as many of you know, I was really struggling with chronic illness at the time. I realized that there was just no need for me to drink at all anymore. My priority was my health and alcohol definitely didn't align with that. I also found out through some testing that my body doesn't actually metabolize alcohol very well, which explains the fact that I would always feel hungover even after just one drink or two. Um, so I kind of had like, that was the last nail in the coffin. I had all the information I needed to, to finally say, okay, not, I'm not just somebody who like rarely drinks anymore. I'm somebody who doesn't drink. And it's not because I've struggled with addiction or alcoholism, you know, and I very much honor and respect the people who've been on that journey and have made the difficult decision to um, go through recovery and pursue sobriety. I think it's really honorable and I know it can be really hard. Um, but for me personally, that wasn't my story. I wouldn't label myself as sober because I haven't struggled with that particular type of addiction, but I am somebody who doesn't drink and who that's a really important part of my lifestyle for me. And owning that in its totality has actually been really empowering because it takes away the sort of blurriness, the gray zone of like, oh, should I have a drink if somebody offers? Do I want one? Do I not? It's just an easy, no, I don't. I know that I don't. If there's ever a point where I wanted to try like a sip of something because it looked really good, I could if I wanted to. But for the most part, I just don't. And over the last few years, it's actually been perfect timing to pursue more of that, you know, dry lifestyle. I don't really like, I'll actually pause here to say I don't really like a lot of the terminology surrounding people who don't drink, like dry or sober. It just feels... Um, very sterile and very clinical, very like you can't have any fun. And that's definitely not the case, but that's a conversation for another time. But there's all these really great alcohol alternatives that have come out over the last few years. And one thing I've definitely realized about myself is that while I don't love alcohol, I love a beverage. I'm definitely a beverage girly. I love having like a fun drink to sip on, you know, during the day, whether it's like my matcha or iced coffee or fun, like lemon water, things like that. It's also fun to have beverages to sip on in the evening or when you go out to dinner or at home making dinner. So I got myself a bar cart and started experimenting with all of these different alcohol alternatives, making, um, like soft cocktails or mocktails or whatever you want to call them. And it's been so much fun because I feel like I'm still participating in this social ritual, especially like having friends over or if you go out to a bar or a restaurant that has really interesting NA cocktails on the menu now, like it's fun to be a part of that without having to worry about you know, the ramifications of, of alcohol if you're a non-drinker. And what's really cool is that a lot of these products have adaptogens and botanicals and herbs and like things like CBD in them that you can drink and still get 
some sort of effect, whether you want to feel chill and relaxed or if you want to feel a little bit buzzy and more social, you can get those benefits from plants and herbs and all these wonderful adaptogens and have it actually benefit your health and your mental health rather than being detrimental to your health. So that has been really exciting for me to see. And I know if you've been following me on social, I've been teasing that I have some longer term projects that I've been working on in that arena. And I, I am really excited to start to share more about that, but definitely follow me on Instagram. If you're curious to learn more recipes, I think I have a few saved to my highlights and um, we'll keep posting more and more because it's something that I've been enjoying and, and definitely want to share with the people in my community who are also interested in that non-drinking, sober, curious lifestyle. I will share um, because I don't think these will change. So no matter how long this podcast is live, this will be relevant. Some of the brands that I absolutely love. My top brand is Three Spirits. They make these really cool adaptogenic like aperitifs that um, one of them is like a nightcap one. So again, helps you feel chill. Two of them are more social and like fun, buzzy kind of drinks. And I'm obsessed with them. Uh, for somebody who sometimes does need that kind of boost when I'm going out to socialize because I'm a homebody and because I'm a kind of highly sensitive individual, it's nice to have an option that I can like make a little drink with or take a shot of before I go out and feel energized and, and excited to socialize. Um, so I definitely love that one. I love to is another sparkling aperitif. And there's so many, honestly, DM me if you want to learn more about the brands that I've been experimenting with. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring this conversation to the front forefront and share my own personal experience to normalize the fact that there are so many people who have different relationships with alcohol and who choose not to drink or who choose just to drink less, drink moderately for all kinds of different reasons. Again, it's not just addiction or alcoholism that are the reasons people stop drinking. It could be your health. It could be, um, you know, religious or family values. It could be just the fact that you don't enjoy alcohol and whatever the reason, all of that is welcome here. And I just want you to get a little bit of a snippet of what that has looked like for me in my social life and in my romantic life to know that it is not the end of the world to decide to drink less or stop drinking. It actually, I believe, just aligns you with more people, more of the people who are meant for you, more of the people who have values shared in common with you and are the people that you're ultimately going to want to spend time with anyways. You know, just like the example I gave earlier on, like I was trying to pursue this relationship with somebody whose lifestyle and values didn't really align with what I, I really wanted because I wasn't ready to admit that to myself. I was willing to throw away what was authentic for me and to pretend I was someone I was not just to get him to like me at the time. And instead of saying, no, this is who I am and this is who I want. And maybe you're not a match for me. And ultimately over the years, I've just discovered that the friends, romantic connections, like everybody who's showed up in my space is somebody who's more and more aligned with what I want, whether they drink or, or not. Um, 
but it's been a fun discovery for me to get to say like, this is the type of people I want to spend more time around. And then it's led to really cool opportunities that are centered around socializing, but not drinking like this recent, um, wellness festival that I hosted called Glowfest down in LA. We capped the day off on this rooftop with a healthy NA happy hour. And we had all these really cool soft cocktail options, again, like with CBD and things like that in them. And it was so much fun to see everybody getting this experience of socializing, being so open and heart-centered and making great connections and not needing alcohol to do it. So I'm becoming just more and more passionate about that and will continue to pursue opportunities to share about these products, these resources, to educate people, to provide opportunities for connection and socialization in this realm. I think it's so much fun. And if you are into it too, if you enjoy this conversation, if you're a non-drinker or a light drinker, whatever your relationship with alcohol is, I would love to connect with you. Feel free to reach out if you have questions about my own personal experience. Um, Feel free to Let me know if this resonates with you, if there's anything you've been struggling with in your journey, your relationship with alcohol, and definitely stay tuned because like I said, I'll share more recipes, I'll share more uh, updates about my projects and, and all the things moving forward. So that being said, I am going to make myself a little mocktail now and enjoy the rest of my afternoon and evening. If you need some recipe inspiration, head over to my Instagram or TikTok. I post them occasionally there as well. And if you have any other topic suggestions, things you want to hear me speak about or learn more about on future episodes, send me a DM, send me an email. As always, you can learn more about working with me one-on-one in my holistic therapy and hypnotherapy practice by going to my website, booking a free call with me. If you're looking for more self-guided mental health and self-care resources, you can check out my platform, The Self-Care Space, which has tons and tons of workshops, modules. We have group sessions. We have all kinds of things in there, and it's very accessible and affordable. So I will link all that in the show notes below. And share this with a friend. If you know anybody who's reevaluating their relationship with alcohol who would benefit from hearing my journey and this story. And just thank you so much for being a listener. I'm so appreciative that you are a part of my community and really looking forward to connecting with you more, hopefully very soon. As always, until next time, have a very happy, very healthy, and love-filled day.